Joining us right now, Om Young Masuk. He is uh, live, I believe, in Denver, uh, getting ready for Sunday's Game Seven. Uh, but he covers. That's the- going to be a great game, I am by the way. So jealous. That series I've got has all, been awesome. Got all the jellies that you're there, uh, Om. Uh, he covers the Lakers and the NBA for ESPN. Om, thanks so much for coming on. We know we know it's busy out there. I'm sure you guys weren't jealous when it was when I was here and it was snowing about a week ago. <laughs> Less jealous, Less yeah. jealous, but that that passed. It's just it's I was so, jealous of the Portland games, Ohm. Like the games that you were in the oh, building okay. for for uh, for in Portland. Those were pretty fun. Yeah, uh a quadruple overtime game was something else. Uh I've covered a lot of things over the or I've been lucky enough to cover a lot of things since 1997, being around the league. And uh, Damn, I've you're never old. been in a quadruple over. Nobody's been in a quadruple overtime game since 1953. But to see that was pretty amazing. You didn't cover that one though, right? Uh, no, no, I was, uh, I was more 1970s. <laughs> I was on the oh, NFL yeah, beat I, at that time. Uh, all right, so Ohm, <laughs> they, they, the Lakers. You know, obviously, this has been kind of a whirlwind process here because it wasn't uh, too many days ago. It was Wednesday that we were talking about what the the heck happened with the Ty Lue negotiation, and now it's Saturday. They've regrouped and they very quickly um, brought in Frank Vogel and and made that hire along with Jason Kidd as part of the the coaching staff. How do they get from A to B so quickly? Well, I think uh, there was a lot of pressure that they were feeling there certainly was a lot of turmoil around the organization, right? You know, when that, when the Ty Lue stuff disintegrated, um, the Lakers had just been getting killed from all angles. And so um, with Frank Vogel kind of already was supposed to be the number one assistant under Ty Lue, I think the, the hope was that they would have Ty Lue, Frank Vogel's the number one, and even Jason Kidd is the number two. And so once Ty Lue and that everything disintegrated there, it moved to Frank Vogel. And, you know, I think they like what they heard in the interview. And with Jason Kidd, even though he only interviewed once with Rob Palenka and Kurt Rambis, clearly there was something in that interview that resonated with those two. They never brought Jason Kidd back for a second interview for the head coaching job. But I think they liked what they heard with Jason Kidd about developing the young guys, especially Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram. And, of course, Jason Kidd checks off another box, which is that he has the respect of LeBron James because they were teammates on Team USA and the basketball IQ part. Um, So I think, you know, I can't remember the last time a head coach was hired and then, you know, maybe a few minutes later or, you know, within half an hour, an announcement that the number one assistant basically was was also hired too as almost kind of like a package deal. Particularly on, yeah, particularly on when it was a guy who interviewed for the same job. Yes. Yes, uh, it is certainly certainly a, a, a different situation, but I think one that the Lakers the Lakers have been super adamant about having the best possible coaching staff. This has been an issue when Luke Walton was the head coach. They Magic and Rob kind of always wanted Luke to upgrade the staff, and I really believe that the Lakers feel that having the best staff in order to just get, you know that would be good for LeBron. That would also be good for the young guys, but also they're keeping an eye on the big picture. They kind of feel that having the best staff possible might also be something that they can throw at free agents and say, look at our coaching staff. So they're not done. They are going to go out and try and get some other good coaches, uh, other big names on that, on that staff, because uh, they want that staff to be as good as possible. But the, you know, the danger a little bit here is that most head coaches get to pick their staff, right? So yes, Frank Vogel did talk to Jason Kidd and, and certainly they had to talk before all of this happened, but 
they don't have really a relationship from before, you know what I mean? And, and so, and that was going to happen too when they were, you know, going to try to put, um, Jason Kidd on the staff with Ty Lu, right? So they were going to just try and make it work. And I think all these head coaches, they want this job and they feel they're going to make it work. And so they're cool with the Lakers somewhat trying to also add coaches to the staff. Let me ask you a question then, Owen, because you, everything that you laid out with Jason Kidd in terms of what the organization would like about having him be a part of things and, you know, he's, he's been included in Ty Lue's potential staff, Frank Vogel's potential staff, and also there is the narrative about Jason Kidd that he will want to end up in that top job one way or the other. Why do you think they didn't just hire Jason Kidd as the head coach? Um, you know, look, I think to be honest, it's probably like there's an understanding that Jason Kidd comes along with a lot of baggage. Maybe they also felt like he was better in this role of developing the younger guys and being in that number one assistant. I mean, obviously with Ty Lu, Ty Lu checked off all the boxes as far as like championship experience. Uh, he was LeBron James's coach, right? But they clearly were only going to give him like a three year deal that coincided with LeBron's contract. And obviously things fell apart on the money, money side. Um, I think maybe, maybe they just did not feel comfortable with Jason as that head head uh head coaching job and i also think look the lakers as much as they may may fight this i think they care about public opinion and after that interview with jason kidd there was a backlash at least of what i saw on social media not just from the media but from fans i mean jason kidd is a lightning rod so uh maybe the lakers just you know they are always cognizant about how people feel about that organization (laughs) And, uh, <laughs> but then do they, they think that to... somehow fans are just not going to notice that he's sitting on the bench next to Frank Vogel? Well, maybe they think that fans can handle those two together better, more better than, than as it, and if Jason was the number one guy, than if he was the head coach. Um, but I, I do think that Rob Palenka probably wanted Jason Kidd as an assistant all along to kind of basically be a guy who could help develop Lonzo Ball and be a guy who could be there for LeBron James but then they would have another head coach. Oh, Young Masuk joins us. <laughs> well, at least now we he's got to only climb over one guy instead of two. If Ty had been hired, then you would, it's more knives. Um, that may not be fair, but it's an easy joke to make. And as we know... Uh, Jokes trump everything. Um, yeah. So Om Young Masuk joins us right now, covers the Lakers and the NBA for ESPN. What do we know about the relationship between LeBron and Frank Vogel? Uh, I don't. We don't know much right now. Um, I I don't know uh, if they talked. I don't know what their relationship was. I I know LeBron uh, has wanted to kind of stay out of everything. He does not want to look like you know he's making any decisions or. You know, he's signing off on things or he's not signing off on things. LeBron just kind of wants to do his own thing. And so I think he's very cognizant of that image. So um, that's a great, great question. I mean, obviously, Frank Vogel could not get past LeBron when he was in Indiana, right? And so I'm sure LeBron knows quite a bit about Frank Vogel, but I don't know what if they have a personal relationship or not. Um, I don't know much in that standpoint. What do you think – we we haven't even talked as much about this. The the appeal of Frank Vogel to the organization would be like if you look at what sort of what sold him. Yeah. Well, first of all, everything I understand about Frank Vogel, super nice guy. He's a hard worker, a grinder, um, knows basketball. And look, I mean, if you look at what was out there after Ty Lue, 
I mean, to a certain extent, Frank Vogel probably is a, is a very safe choice, right? Um, you you got to look, don't, you know, obviously that what happened in Orlando was a disaster with a rebuilding team. But if you look back to his time in Indiana, they did really well. I mean, there was two straight consecutive Eastern Conference Finals appearances. I think what you also have to look at is Frank Vogel probably, you know, Phil Jackson interviewed Frank Vogel for the New York Knicks job a couple years ago after Derek Fisher was fired. And there was a point where I think Kurt Rambis was kind of like in line. There was, everybody said Kurt Rambis was going to be the coach, and then often it wasn't. Um, Frank Vogel was interviewed, and they ended up with Jeff Hornacek. So I think Frank Vogel probably also came in the picture here a little bit uh, because he has a relationship, I think, to a certain extent. He knows Phil Jackson, and um, he probably knows Kurt Rambis as well. It's an indication of that that Phil, as an advisor, sort of back in the in the ear of of Jeannie and right. and the and the front offices. There's a lot going on here, Ohm. We need, we need you to hurry yeah, back. A lot. We need you to hurry back. Get Game Seven over with. Hurry back to L.A. We need you here. Listen, this was this was Game of the Lakers have been Game of Thrones for a long time now. I mean, even way before Luke got fired, way before Magic left. It's it's all there's a lot of things going on with the Lakers, and it. It never stops. It never yep. stops. There's always a lot going on. I there. tell you what, and I feel a lot better about my selection in the pool of who is going to finish on the Iron Throne in two weeks. I selected Jason Kidd, and everybody said I was crazy, but now I think I might be okay. You know, you know what's amazing? There's been a lot of people along the way who were absolutely emphatic of like, no, Jason Kidd is not going to be on the list. They're not going to look at him. They already did their research. And I was hearing that like January or February. Yep. Some people. Yeah. And I just said, okay. But I think there was a faction in the Lakers organization that felt that way, you know? And then once he got into the door and got an interview, well, he, he must have did a, a good job because Rob and uh, Kurt, who don't really have a relationship with Jason Kidd, seem to like something about it. And look, again, like I said, if you're not going to get Ty Lue, you need somebody there who is going to get, gain the respect of LeBron James and somebody who's going to be able to develop young talent. And I think they saw, like, look, he takes a lot of heat from a lot of people saying, look what he did with the Milwaukee Bucks. Bud has done all this and that, right? But look, Jason Kidd did coach a lot of those young guys and help develop Giannis. you got to give him some credit for that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Yo, Om, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Enjoy Game 7. Thanks, guys. All right. That's Om Young. This covers the Lakers and the NBA for ESPN.